Testing, testicles, testing. No, we've already done that. that oh, was, okay. That was, that was the early <laughs> oh. recording. So we're live? Yes. Okay. Oh. Well, we're not live in the, no. like, I am publishing this after that we record it and that kind of thing, so. You're not good enough to record this live. That's what you're telling me. Not good enough? Not game enough to give a, like. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. We need all the production value we can get, don't we? And look, and there's not much, but I'll take what I. <laughs> anyway, you are listening to Thoughtless Casual Gaming with Brett and Jace. We are a Geelong-based gaming podcast where we usually play games badly and then talk about them. This is episode, and I'm counting from the start now, but episode twenty-five, a quarter of a century. Wow. I know, right? Like, that's 24 more than I expected us to do. I can't work out how many I actually expected us to do. Like, <laughs> I thought it would take a bit for us to get bored of it, but but this has more momentum than I thought we would. That is, yeah, going, definitely. We've been going over a year. We've got, you know, slowly but surely coming up to 2,000 downloads. And... I've only listened to each episode like once. So Which that, is once more than I have. And so somebody out there is listening to every episode. Like, I like, they're probably the same bots that keep telling me to, to, you know, advertise on some website or some shit. Like, like do they listen? Does that count? Smooth my balls. Is that what we're talking about? They we're definitely listened at least once. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Anyway, um, we are here, you're listening to us, whoever you are, and we thank both of you. Actually, it's three of you now, so that's good. Um, shall we go straight into a bit of an update? Yes. Um, I want to talk some TV, because I think we're pretty much on the same page when it comes I, to TV at the I moment. I feel like we are. I mean, you're slightly ahead of me, but that's not unusual. <laughs> okay. Uh, first of all, Loki. Did you finish? I did finish last night when I realized that we're literally going, oh, what are we going to watch? I'm like, wait, didn't we miss the last episode of Loki? We're like, no, we surely we watched the full series. We wouldn't be an idiot. And then we checked. I'm like, no, no, definitely didn't. <laughs> so we sat down and watched that last night. So you managed, obviously, social media presence is not. I didn't even hear about it. Because uh, I, start- I was starting to see... You know, the, the typical spoiler reviews and all that sort of thing, I think the day before I watched it, so but I did manage to avoid them. No, I it legitimately did not come up in my feed at all, and I don't know whether that's to do with the popularity. I don't know whether it's to do with the current Facebook algorithms. I don't know whether it's to do with the fact that I just haven't really been digging with social media too much. I don't know. Hmm. What did you think, anyway? I don't know. <laughs> I, no, that's, look, that's I was, I was, 
overwhelmed. Yes. Um, I, I mean, and let's throw the spoiler alert in here just now because it's going to be easier and I'm not going to say too much, but I, I like that it basically just did a full TVA and brought us back to the same point. Like, but it's back to mm-hmm. the start. And I, I, I can see how that mechanism of we go, we just go around in the loop works yeah. so well for a series. Um, but I, I was expecting more. I was expecting yes. a, I was, as a, I think I said in the last episode, I was expecting a, a kind of sixth sense style twist or mm. a, a real kind of, you know, moment where you're like, oh, an inception kind of moment where you're like, fuck, are we dreaming? Are we awake? What's going on? Um, and there just wasn't. No. And I mean, Loki wasn't Loki for me. Like this whole series, he's been sort of following people around like a puppy. And, and I think I I said in a, um, in the comments of a stream recently, I said Loki, especially in the last episode, Loki was more Owen Wilson than Owen Wilson was. Well, and the other thing I really, I think I struggled with is you, Loki starts this season from early Avengers, mm-hmm. right? We're Battle of New York kind of deal. So that's the Loki. And it feels like the second he hits TVA, he's almost done the full character progression that he did through X amount of films. Yeah. However many films it felt like, he the character kind of picked up from there, but it shouldn't have. Um, so I, yeah, I kind of expected a different Loki, and I was, and I, I'm still waiting for the really super manipulative Loki to to really kind of pull out all the stops. Hmm. And it just seems it seems a bit lacking in that. And I don't know, like the last episode for me was just it was a lot of talking, not an awful lot of doing. And it just seemed to be an episode where all they said was season two's coming. Yeah. It, look, low on the production value. Um, they didn't really I mean, we are, we are talking COVID, so, like, they are limited. But... Yeah, but they, they went from the episode beforehand hmm. where, you know, they actually did some stuff and, and paid a CGI animator for, for a bit. Um, and then... It was kind of just, yeah, we're all going to sit in a room and talk it out. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'll probably, I'll, I'll probably at least watch the first episode of next season. It needs to do something for me. I'll watch next season, but it needs, yeah, it definitely needs to go somewhere. Hmm. Um, It's just, I mean, I think it's so frustrating because there is so much potential. Um, Yes. Of all the characters, like Loki was the one I was most excited about. You know, Wanda didn't really care too much about uh, Vision, sort of likewise, and then Falcon and Winter Soldier, even less so. Uh, so Loki was the one I was looking forward to. I wanted, I wanted more of a Loki story, and not, and perhaps less of a TVA story. Yeah, and it it, it felt very much like they're setting up. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of series. So you, we've got the characters now. We know how they all interact. We know who's who. We know what's going on. We understand the basic mechanics of the TVA and that kind of whole shifting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of, that last episode really just introduces the, 
when they when they make the the end decision, we go back to the start. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fair call. Yeah. Anyway, that's done and dusted. Uh, let's move on. I do want to mention, like I, uh, last episode, I talked about Modoc and how I'd watched yes, half I an episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am now eight episodes into a ten episode season, mm-hmm. and it's not held up like I wanted it to. Oh, damn. It's really trying so hard to be the Harley Quinn of Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like they, They've taken so much from the Harley Quinn TV show, but they've sort of left the humor behind and it's trying to be funny. And it's, you know, it's, it's very robot chicken, but you know, the bad episodes of robot chicken. So that's look, that is good to know in advance. Yeah. Look, I've got two episodes to go. They're not long episodes and I will watch them, but uh, it wasn't, it wasn't Harley Quinn and it really needed to be. Uh, Marvel, what are you doing with your TV, guys? Come on. Like, yeah. You Marvel, so well. Uh, see, yeah, I'm still sticking with the whole DC does TV better than Marvel um, and vice versa. Marvel does movies better than DC. Yeah. Um, yeah. What if will be the... That'll be the test, but yeah. like, they need to have some some really good characters. It can't be episode after episode about what if... Uh, Black Widow does this. What if Captain America does this? What if Iron Man becomes Star Lord, or whatever, whatever they're going to do? Uh, they need to sort of bring some new characters in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what is one of the ones I've got? Like, what if? What was it? Wolverine, Ghost Rider. I know two others became the new Fantastic Four. Like something like that, yeah, yeah. you know, something that, that brings in characters that we know but we haven't necessarily seen. And it's animated, so you can do you that. You can afford to, right? You can just mm. bring in anyone you want. And I feel like that that option to mix and match the different sort of universes that have been coexisting for a while, yep. is it, there's a real opportunity to do that. So, yeah, I'll be super quick curious and yeah. I'm kind of hoping that they go with a, again, it's one of those ones that you can kind of do just a random episode. You don't mm-hmm. have to tie it in anything. You don't have to do anything. So you can just, you know, let it off the hook and they don't have to be the same style. They don't have to be the same, you know, kind of flavor each time. I, you can go super dark. You can go super light and fluffy. I feel like there's so much potential just to test shit and yep. that'd be the fun thing not knowing what you're getting every episode mm-hmm. so hmm. look there's a there's probably on an equal level there's a star wars tv show coming out called visions which is similar sort of line you know it's just animated um sort of what if you know storylines that are outside of canon uh there was a and we're talking way back when. Is I'm just having trying to look at. It's behind bloody the Krennic pop's head at the moment, so I can't see exactly what it was called. It's either called Visions or Visionaries, which was a comic series that um, did that sort of thing, and they brought back Darth Maul way before anybody else did. This is you know, 
before this, the prequel tw- trilogy were finished. Mm. Um, they brought him back in, a, in an episode or a, a comic that had him track Obi-Wan down to Tatooine and Obi-Wan's like an older. So he's sort of halfway between Ewan McGregor and Alec Guinness. Mm-hmm. Um, Darth Maul had the huge horns that he'd been growing. He had, you know, metal legs that he'd been replaced. So they've taken aspects of that and put that into canon and Clone Wars and stuff like that now. But it was the first time that anybody had brought back Darth Maul. And it was a fantastic visual piece and just this this hunt for revenge that, that Maul did on, on Obi-Wan, tracking him down and then eventually just <laughs> falling to the same fate. But, yeah, I'm really I'm more excited about Visions than I am about What If. But we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Indeed. Uh, on to the next one. How many episodes did you get in last night? Only three. Only three. Okay, three is decent. So yesterday, five episodes of Masters of the Universe Revelations dropped. I got through all five. I had to. And it was an interesting watch. Like the, I was surprised it took the approach that it did. It makes mm-hmm. sense. Like I feel like it, it's a better approach than just rehashing the same old. Yes. Um, yeah. Skeletor was a bit more of a beast. I liked it. He wasn't quite the bumbling idiot that he is in the the old 87 cartoon. No. Is I, it 87? That's before that. 84, I think it was. Damn. Um, um yeah, they they gave him a little bit of a little bit of juice. I liked it. He was Mark Hamill up. That's what he was. Yes, but <laughs> the other thing I really liked about it is that kind of big climactic fight scene they do sort of at the start of start end of sometime yep. during episode one. Like they actually thought about how Skeletor would try and combat He-Man and what he would do and and add some of that in. So it wasn't just necessarily random blast of magical power, Mm -hmm. hit sword, doesn't do anything. You know, there was a little bit more to it than that. There was some trickery. There was some fun. Oh, yeah. Um, There's a lot of things they got right. It's not perfect. I know. But God, there's there's a lot of things they got right, and the big, I mean, the the big outcry against it before it came out was that you know it's supposed to be a He Man show, not supposed to be a Teela show, and apparently well, not. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Masters of the Universe; it's not He Man. Yep, because uh, it was before He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Exactly right. Um, so I feel like even just in the name, they almost kind of flagged it. Yeah. And the coolest thing you can, like, and not the coolest, right, but it's the Superman issue, right? You put Superman mm-hmm. in any situation and Superman wins. Yes. Because he's Superman. And that was the problem with He-Man. I mean, that that was the great thing about He-Man, because you know you're a six-year-old kid going, this is the coolest thing ever. Um, but from a story perspective, having the auto win button doesn't make for an interesting story. So removing that 
and actually letting the rest of the characters develop and actually having semi-developed characters. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. With, yeah. with names like, you know, Punchor and... <laughs> Fisto was in there. Yeah. Um, I was I was intrigued. Um, did you get, I think by episode three, you would have, like the Triclops. The whole Triclops thing is the best. The whole Triclops thing. And that goes on a little bit more. And having not only Triclops be the way he was, but having him with Henry Rollins' voice was just the best. It just made yeah. it more in my eyes. They could have used Trapjaw a bit more and... Whiplash. Um, Whiplash. I mean, they all make appearances. Trapjaw gets some lines, but not enough for my liking. But they're all kind of getting appearances and they're, they're coming into their own. So yeah. episode three, is that... They get what, through the underworld or whatever it is. So they get through the underworld. Yeah. Okay, cool. Gotcha. Um, so Scareglow. Scareglow is awesome. And um, I forget his name, always forget his name, but the guy that did that played Candyman in those films. And he was in the Final Destination film. He's a big black guy with like this ultra menacing voice, which is just so cool. Uh, the voice cast was was spot on. I thought, Bang on. for the most part, yeah, um, pretty hard to miss that. Yeah, yeah, pretty hard to fault it. So, um, so oh. yeah, super interesting. And look, just the characters they've chosen to give some some legs to is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, who really needs to spend that much time with Roboto? But you know, <laughs> Roboto uh, was very C three PO. Yeah. Um. It's yeah, it's interesting. I I I really dig it. I really dig the kind of awkward alliance thing. Yep. I, I the I only like, thing that was slightly off for me was Kevin Conroy as Merman. Yes. Uh, every now and then, when Merman's talking, I hear Batman, <laughs> but can't be helped. No. And I just wanted him to be a little more piratey. R. <laughs> No, I I really enjoyed it. And and like I said, I sat through all five episodes last night and it ends in a big way. So that that fifth episode is mid-season finale type thing. You know, you just go, okay, what the fuck is happening next? So I'm excited. I don't know when the last three or five or however many episodes there are drop, but I'm keen. Yeah. No, I think it's done more good than bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like I like the overall approach. I like the fact that they haven't just rehashed the old one, but they've actually taken it mm-hmm. and, and run with it a little bit more. I, 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 the voice cast is phenomenal. Um, yeah, I'm keen. I'm, I'm, again, it's not, it's not intellectual viewing. We're not stretching <laughs> no, brain cells, but it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, big fan. So far, so good. I really hope they don't make me really want to buy toys. Oh, look, it's already happened. And there's a oh, there's a bloody San Diego Comic Con is coming up shortly, um, which is usually a little bit of a hit on me because they usually bring out some uh, pop finals and things yeah. like that that are exclusive, so you kind of have to get them at that time. Mm-hmm. And I think... Ironically enough, now that I think about it, now that I've watched the show, Roboto and Whiplash are both ones that are coming out. 
Um, but there's, I just found out the other day by listening to the, the Geek Dudes podcast that there is a Scare Glow SDCC limited edition action figure, which looks incredible and comes with like a LED box and all sorts of shit, which is not something that we will be getting at work. So I'm very upset because I kind of want it. I don't want to want it, but I want it. I feel that. Uh, anywho, anywho, uh, any more TV watching for you, sir? Nah, that was that was about it. But you know what you've just made me do, which is really disappointing, is go back and check when Cool Mini or Not bring out the Master of the Universe board game. Mm. <laughs> oh, is that live yet? I don't know. That's what I'm checking. Oh dear. All right, you 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 check that because I'm interested because I yeah. I'm going to have to jump on that too. Yeah. So what, um, else have you, what else have we watched? Uh, I haven't watched anything else. I have been doing a bit of comic reading. So I every now and then I've got like two bookcases full, and I mean full, like they are piled on top of the bookcases now, and I'm starting to really struggle, but. Uh, full of graphic novels and every now and then I'll just go through and go well I haven't read these ones for a while and I'll just sort of pull them out and go through them in my own time but I reread the saga series mm-hmm. recently and it is like when I first started reading saga everybody who knew about it was telling me how good it was And it's the kind of series that now I will tell everybody that I know how good it is because it's a phenomenal series. All about it's basically Romeo and Juliet in space. You know, there's this war that's been going on for ages against people who have horns and can use magic against like people with wings. And this war's been going on for so long that they've outsourced the war because it was a planet fighting against its own moon. And, you know, if one of them wins, then they're both fucked. So they outsource a war. It's gone everywhere. And one pe- one person from each side falls in love and has a kid. And then they're on the run from both sides. And there are nine books so far, 54 episodes. They have not released a saga comic since 2018, but there are more coming. The, the story is apparently halfway through. They don't want to do 108 issues. And God, like, it is the best. And I reread all nine books recently and was very upset when it finished. And, like, especially as a dad, too, and as a dad to a young daughter, which is um, what, you know, the, the baby is a young daughter. And some of the scenes just, just tug majorly and it's it's so beautifully done such a lovely story and i need more but i finished that and then i moved on to rereading matt fractions sex criminals which i remember being quite good uh and i don't know if it's just the fact that i'm reading it straight after saga which has made it slightly less good in my eyes but um three books into the five books of that so far that's been keeping me busy giving me a bit more comic time which is good um, because i've got heaps of them and i do like to go back and reread them (laughs) there there are just a couple on on the shelves over there um Mm. i 
reading. I remember when I used to do that. Anyway, it's like it's, comics is so much easier because you can you can get through a graphic novel in like half an hour or so. Yeah, and you're done and dusted. And if you're getting distracted by something else, no problems. And whereas, I think. It's been a couple of months since I last read, but I'm halfway through the book I was reading. I can't remember what the book was called, let alone what was happening. So God knows what's going to happen when I eventually go back to it. I'm probably going to have to start it again. Yeah, yeah. it's hard work. But that's me as far as non-hobby goes. You got anything else to add? Um, any other non-hobby things? No, I mean... The other unexciting stuff that I have been doing that's not really hobby focused, but kind of is, is like just, I'm trying to do a clean out at the moment. So I've got boxes of shit in the shed that I just haven't opened forever. Um, I haven't looked at and probably won't use for a while. So just doing a little, trying to do a little bit of a, a spring clean at the moment. Um, and work out what's there and what's salvageable and what I want and what I'll use and what I won't, which is all kinds of fun. Um, fully with the intention that when I get rid of that, I will buy more. Um, like who are we kidding? But you know, we'll run with that. Um, and then. So you're setting up a, a sale page on the TCG Facebook page. Is that what you're telling me? I should do that. I hadn't considered that. <laughs> Do you reckon someone wants to buy about a thousand polystyrene hills? They're, Somebody they're, will. They've, they've got sand. They've been painted at least one coat of green. They're ready to. They're basically <laughs> ready to go. Um, I've got like four boxes of the bastards. I don't need them. Somebody does. Surely. <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's literally do a bit of a clean out so I can probably buy more, and then the other half of it is. Currently, after I did the snotling, so I stole a bunch of contrast paints off you to do to buy or to paint snotlings, right? Yep. And I did that, and I went. You need oh. to give those back at some point. I did give those back. Whoa, <laughs> back, back! In your, <laughs> hang on. I did it. I did a panicked scan around the desk. Then <laughs> a mage look. I know. Right? I'm like, what? I'm sure. Anywho, so the snotlings. Problem- it's not length. So the problem now is I I kind of think there's some potential and it was kind of fun just playing with them and I can't justify stealing them off you every time I want to play with them, which means I need to buy my own and I don't know which ones to buy. But you know you can play with anything of mine whenever you ask. I know, but sometimes I don't want to have to ask. Uh, <laughs> so therein lies the dilemma. So... It, but I, I legitimately think they are a fun tool to play with. They're, they're useful. They've got a bunch of different ways you can use them. And it would be fun to use them a little bit more to try and work out where they fit into kind of the the overall process. Like how do you, how do you fit them in? How do you make them work? Or do they form part of the usual kind of process that you go through or the workflow as you're kind of going from unpainted to finished? So having this thought, I'm like, right, well, Let's grab some. Let's let's just bite the bullet and get a few and, and see whether they fit in um, and how I end up finding myself using them. But which ones? Because there's a lot. And they're GW prices, so they're not the most inexpensive paint on the market. No. Um, 
and I mean, they do also sell them with the full intention that you will slather models in them, um, which I don't think is necessarily the right way, but um, they do go on easy. So they are nice for a little base coat. And I've got some projects I think that they would suit really well for. So now I'm sitting here going, all right, if I was going to buy colors, what colors would I buy? And I'm trying to kind of restrict myself to a reasonable number, but that list changes mm. on a daily basis at the moment. So I'm trying to work through the essential. Well, they, what do I- have, they do have some weird colors too. Like they've got like 20 shades of green and 20 shades of blue and 20 shades of brown. And then like one or two of everything else, like two shades of red. Like I would have thought that yeah. red would have been one of the bigger ones. So it's, it's interesting that the, the, range that they've got on them yeah there's some some interesting choices and i I think the issue i also have is i don't necessarily know if they are the friendliest to mix or -hmm. if that's that's the way i'll end up using them heaps um so it's kind of like it feels like you almost need the right colors to start with or pretty close to um so yeah i'm currently curating is the only term I can think of a list of paint that I desperately need along with, and then, you know, as you're doing that, you're like, Oh, well, I'm buying stuff. I should get some more of X and I should buy this and I'll get one of these. And so that list is getting unreasonable and then I'm having to cut it right back. And then I keep adding little bits to it. So the other non hobby thing I have doing is basically just making lists of shit I want and then trying to rationalize it. Well, this is, I mean, we are in lockdown, hopefully for not much longer, but didn't last lockdown, you just went and bought like boxes and boxes of stuff. Like what's going on? What's changed? (laughs) My vet What's wrong? What's wrong with this lockdown? That wasn't. (laughs) Well, uh, and there's an interesting little piece and it kind of, this one's actually been really interesting, right? In that. I feel like this lockdown being what number five um, for Victoria, but also it's a little bit weird with Sydney and bloody South mm-hmm. Australia and everywhere, basically. Um, I just, not alone anymore. No, but it also feels like those people that, that did the first four lockdowns and really didn't sweat it. Uh, there's a lot of people now that are just a little bit empty. Like they're mm-hmm. just running on empty. They're just that, a little bit flat. They're just, it's, and I'm, I'm sitting in a space at the moment where I'm finding it really hard to focus on a project at a time and just one thing and get excited about it and finish it and do it. And it's great. So I'm kind of just bouncing between stuff and never quite finishing anything. And, and it's this really, and that's probably also what's doing this. I feel like the last few lockdowns I went, I'm just going to buy shit because that's the thing I can do now. I can't play games. So I'll just buy a lot of shit. So when I can play games, I have it. And this one, I'm kind of going, oh, but I've already bought a bunch of shit. I haven't played any of those games and I haven't painted any of it. I should do that and I should do this and I should do that and I should finish this one. And I'm going to start that one. I'm going to paint this model. And (laughs) when we get to the actual hobby project, like update, I feel like that will reflect my current lack of focus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shall we get to the hobby? Let's, Let's talk to hobby. All right. So what have you been up to? Because mine is all over the place. All right. Well, mine's fairly streamlined. So, I mean, just quickly before we do talk hobby, 
stand by what we talked about a couple of episodes ago. And if you are doing it tough, like reach out, find somebody you can talk to and, and we're always here for a laugh or to distract you or to talk seriously if you need. Um, but hobby-wise for me, like I said, it's been fairly focused. Um, I have a couple... No, I don't have any purchases. I got a gift in the mail uh, one day. So Thursday, not last week, not this week, that's just gone the week before. Got home from work and there's this package in the mail. And I looked at it and I looked at my wife. And I'm like, I don't remember ordering anything. And it must have been a Kickstarter then, right? No, see, the Kickstarters that I have backed, so I've got three <laughs> coming, but they're all big box games. So this one was definitely felt like minis, and it was from a, you know, an Australian address. I'm like, I don't remember this at all. I opened it up, and there is Magneto and Toad from Marvel Crisis Protocol, and I got very excited and I thought to myself for about five seconds, I'm like, where has this come from? Because I didn't do it. And quickly, quickly came to a conclusion and messaged you. You gave me some half-assed remark about, oh, you finally succumbed to buying more. Well, you've been and talking about it for so long, I just I assumed. <laughs> Uh, I think I sent back, don't, don't do that. Don't be me. <laughs> don't deny that. Cause I'm like, if he fucking carries on and deny and changes the topic, like I did for months about his birthday present, then, um, then I'm going to be pissed. So <laughs> luckily you gave in pretty quickly. It was, it was a very firm, it was just, it was literally just, uh, I think, cause I'm like, Oh, you finally, you know, pulled the trigger and you got, and you were just like, don't. <laughs> oh, shit. Like, don't don't be me. I'm like, fuck, mum knows what I've done. <laughs> uh but yes, they were very much appreciated. they they got put together I think that night. So they're all together and sitting on my desk ready for an undercoat so I can start painting them up. Um I'm a little bit concerned about these because I mean most of my MCP stuff I've done more or less just in contrast, I'm not sure how I can do these ones. So Magneto in particular is going to be fun. I've got to make him look good because he's six points worth on the on the table or something. Yeah. So he's, it, he's a cool big model. Boss. I did he's like a him. very cool model. Um, I'm very, very fond of him. And I, and I do like Toad's little tongue that he's got sticking out. Um, so I got those. Thank you very much again. Um, I have also organized a purchase, but I haven't actually spent money on it. But uh, I should be getting a delivery tomorrow while I'm at work of a particular Blood Bowl team, which contains some, but not all Snotlings. So I'm excited about that. So I touched base with, with uh, Rich from Throw the Dice today, and I'm like, I don't know if I can wait until you're open to get these ogres. So, uh, with any luck, I'll have my hands on those tomorrow. Ooh, hero! But uh, yeah, that's that. I mean, that's it. 
it for new stuff. Uh, I have been doing some fairly consistent painting. So um, I finished off the Orc Shaman for Underworlds. Mm-hmm. Not not my greatest piece, uh, but I had a bit of fun with him and I played around for a bit and I'm like, this is, you know, without spending a couple more hours on, on him, this is probably as good as I can get him. So he will do. He's not a team that I'm going to be playing overly often, but I was happy enough with him to leave him. Uh, from there, I moved on to the vampires. And the vampires is where I've been dedicating my time recently. So the vampires, as we have no doubt discussed numerous times, are four incredible-looking models. They have literally the best Underworlds warband that they've brought out. Yeah, three of them in particular look incredible. The other one, I'm still not sold on her. She's got a lot of hair and it's all over the place and I'm already finding it very hard to to get into all the nooks and crannies on the model. Um, It's one of those ones that I think maybe, maybe I should have painted this one. I never do it, but maybe I should have painted this one before I assembled. Um, But what I've been trying to do is follow the GW method, because I really liked the red that they got on their models, and I really wanted to do something like that. So I've been more or less sticking to the the GW idea. I've been playing around a bit with the the parts and and changing colours as I see fit, but the red armour definitely. And that's involved using contrasts in a bit of a different way. Mm -hmm. So... um, one of which the the sort of bronze on, on some of the armor pieces uses the wildwood, which is a really mm-hmm. dark brown contrast, but it uses it pretty much as a wash. Yep. So you just stick that over the top and then paint the highlighted areas and keep going. But the other one, which is really interesting, and how how we got the red to, to look as detailed as it is, and I'm really, like, I'm really happy with the three models I've finished so far. I've got one more to go, the Lady of the Many Hairs. Um, and I'm already, I started her today. And I'm that, already, is, that is and, a 70s porn movie right there. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Um, but the red is just, I followed what they said. And mine is not as crisp and, and clear as theirs is by any stretch of the imagination, but it's pretty close. But it involves like a a base red, um, which is more a burgundy than a red. Mm-hmm. And then you put the non oil wash over the top, mm-hmm. and then layer it back up with that base, and then good old Mephiston red over the top. And then they said, I can't remember what they said, some ungore flesh or something like a really light sort of yellowy brown, which I did not own, so I just used something else which was close enough yep. um, for the highlights. And because it's like this this more orangey yellow than anything else, it really shows on the red. But then use sort of a watered down red contrast over the lot of it. Mm-hmm. And it sort of makes it, it blends it all together. You can still see the highlights distinctively, but they're no longer yellow. They're red tinged. Yep. So it just really kind of worked, and I'm really impressed with it. And it's it's kind of shiny as well. 
I like it. And honestly, I think that kind of use of the contrasts, like that's where I've been having the fun with them as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of using them as that kind of overall filter glaze kind of thing over the top, just to pull everything together. Keep because it's still a pretty heavy color. Like even mm. when you thin them right down, they they keep their pigment. So it does. It gives that red tint in this case to everything that's under it. But you still get the variation of the the shadow ones, the highlights and stuff. So yeah, I that's kind of where I'm finding them really easy to work with. Um, Mm. <laughs> no, they are very pretty though. I a hundred percent agree. And I think, you know, I, I'm really glad that GW coming out with these kind of tutorials as well. And aren't, not just going with the one thick coat approach, but actually going, here's how else you can use them mm. to yeah. do some cool stuff. Um, I think that's, yeah, the, really clever. Yeah. I, sat, I mean, I sat down and watched the video that they put out and I was like, okay, well, this has got a few things that I wasn't expecting in it. Um, and of course they always do it. Here's how you paint the leader. And by using these methods, you can paint the rest of the warband. Yeah. Um, so I pretty much used like the pictures on the website for ideas of how they'd painted them, you know, which bits they'd done red and which bits mm-hmm. they'd done this sort of ethereal greeny black and stuff like that. And then went, yeah, I think that bit should be red and that bit should be something else. And I like, I want the wings on my winged guy to be black and red rather than the sort of fleshy colored they had. And so I sort of just played around with it like that. So, yeah. but still, you know, getting through them um, reasonably quickly because not because I want to get them done quickly and, and just bash them out. I really wanted to make them look good. But most of these have taken, you know, two solid nights and a bit of here and there. Mm-hmm. So it's not an awful lot of time. They look, for me, they look really good. And I'm just hoping that when Throw the Dice does open up and if we can get that Underworlds game going uh, with the Hobby Homies guys, that this will be the, the team that I feel. And I really want them to all to be painted. So, yeah. That's my goal. Um, but with that, a just quick little update on the numbers. Um, last year, 86 was my number last year. So mm-hmm. I finished 86 models last year. And with the amount of time that I've been you know, actually painting this year, I was definitely going to beat that. So uh, currently we are sitting at 91 with the vampire that I finished today. So... We're there, we're past, we are still within July and we're on the home stretch to hit that 100 mark. Yeah, we're hitting triple digits soon. Yeah, look, you know, with one more vampire to go and then potentially two more halflings that I need to finish off. Uh, But then we're looking at the Ogre Blood Bowl team and that's going to push me over. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's my hobby. Dang. Um, so mine, so the way this played out is, as I said, I've been doing these snotlings for the, the sevens league and they are like 90% I'll say done. Mm-hmm. There's mostly, mostly done. And then just to make it look even more done, I did the base rings the other day and just, just black lined all the rims. Um, and they could pass for a painted team on the table without too much of a stress, but they're not. 
and there's just a few bits that are still white, um, you know, or, or clearly not finished. Um, and I have every intention of going back and doing them. And there's a few sort of touch-ups and things like the the scales on the trolls. So the trolls, have, I've got the, the same kind of green color skin as I've done on all the snotlings, happy days. Um, that Creed camo is actually a really nice kind of orc skin. I know there is an orc skin, but I like this one more. <laughs> um, I do like the Creed camo. I picked that up at one point because I think, oh, I think I was doing my Nurgle. Yeah. And I went to the shop and I'm like, the video had one of these greens. I'm pretty sure it was Creed camo. And I got home and it wasn't Creed camo. It was the other one. So I took it back and swapped it over. And then, I don't know, maybe a week later, I bought Creed Gamo again. Um, no, I, I like it. But the troll, they've got these scales as well. And I just wanted to look a little bit different. So I'm trying to work out what color I'm going to do those. I've re-highlighted a bunch of them. So whatever color will stand out. But oh, I might do it just a more actual vibranty green or something. Who knows? But it's things like now. It's It's nails and teeth and claws and, mm-hmm. and shit. It's... You know, there's uh, a little snotling with a hat and it's got a bell on the end and the bell is not painted. Um, oh, dear. It's, it's that kind of stuff. The, any of the things I was going to do, like a gold or a bronze, haven't been done yet. There's a few, few bits and shits. But apart how, from that... How's the egg? I know that I should know what we're talking about. Have you done a fried egg for one of your? Oh no, I have. I've started the egg. Okay, cool. So the egg is again. That is one of the the started bits. Right, I totally know what you're talking about. Wow, <laughs> how did that go missing? Anyway, um, and then I got distracted and started doing a couple of the tokens for it. But I basically started them, threw some colours on, and went. I'll deal with that later, and I'll come back to that at some stage. Um, and then I got excited by the idea of playing with oil paints. So even though these are 90% done and would really probably take a night to, to finish, I stopped painting snotlings and I picked up one of the uh, elves from the uh, diachasm box, the, the high elf, whatever, they whatever they're called now, they're high elves, um, and went, bugger it, I'm going to try this and just slapped oil paint on things and tried some different techniques and just see how that, that came together. So I spent a couple of nights doing that. Um, and it looked pretty, it was fun. And honestly, the, the difference it is painting with oils. Like it was, it was actually super fun just to try something completely different. Um, it's, it feels really different painting with them to, to painting with acrylics. It, and it kind of, so, yeah, the thing with oils is they stay wet. So acrylics dry really quickly, generally. Um, so oils very much don't. I came back the next day and I was still had paint. I could move around okay. on the model. So it basically means that everything you're wet blending Mm-hmm. Everything always, because the paint is always fucking wet. Um, so you end up basically putting paint on the model and then just pushing it around with a brush and, and moving. And it doesn't have the same thing that acrylics have where 
basically in every instance, a dark color covers a light color. Mm -hmm. It kind of almost works in reverse. The light colors almost overpower some of the darker colors. So it's this really weird concept of going, oh, I've put too much or I've started blending these together and now there's too much of the shadow in this bit. And then you just drag some of the highlight down and, and fix that. And then you pick some paint up from somewhere else on the model and you, you smoosh it around a bit and you get a little bit of more paint on the brush as you're going along and it just changes the tone of things. And you end up doing all of the blending and mixing and everything basically on the model. Um, and it was a really weird but super fun experience just to try something completely different. Like I found it pretty easy to get really smooth blends just mm -hmm. with a brush, just from one color to the next, and then go back and fix it and go, oh, that's not dark enough at the dark bit now because I've put too much of the highlight through and vice versa and play with that. But I'm also not sure how to get those really specific kind of highlights and stuff in some spaces that you're so used to doing like edge highlighting and stuff. And the difference with edge highlighting here is because all of the paint is pretty much always wet is you don't get a, a clean line of, you know, white on the edge of something. If you're trying to edge highlight it with white, it kind of tints with the undercolor and blends itself a little bit. So okay trying to get the level of contrast that you want is the, the bit I've been really kind of trying to, to work my head around. It's really fun. And I spent a couple of nights doing that on elf number one. And then I picked up elf number two when elf number one was nearly finished. There's some bits that are missing and I still haven't done the base, but yeah, let's just, just move on because yeah, who you. needs, who needs to be structured and, you know, finish one thing before we move on to the next. Especially um, bases. And then, I, like, I'm looking at him now, and so he's got hair, and he's got this kind of top-knot ponytail thing, but there's this big metal kind of thing sticking off his head to hold his top-knot. That's A not tiara. painted. His shoes aren't painted. There's there's just stuff I didn't paint. Um, I should probably go back and finish that one day. Um you know, things like that. But I went, fuck that. And I moved on to the next one. And even though I was having lots of fun playing with oils and doing all those kind of things, I went, I wonder how different it is getting a finish with oils and, and acrylics and how different they look. So I ignored all the previous things I'd done in the last one and picked up a completely different type of paint. And I painted the second one with my standard acrylic paints just to see what the difference was side by side. Um, and then I went, Oh, that's, that's pretty different. So I put an oil wash over the top of that. Um, so he's pretty much done except for the base ring. I'll, I'll do that at some point maybe. Um, but now they're standing side by side and I have two models in the same crew painting with completely different techniques and completely different paints. And I'm not sure how I'm going to make them work together at all. <laughs> And I'm not sure I what it... I still stand by the, you know, you could put them, because I've seen pictures of both. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll look at them in person, of course, but I still stand by that, you know, there are a, enough similarities between the two models that you would recognize them as members of the warband. 
maybe I'm, this is my unconvinced face. I'm looking at them now and I'm just going, all right, well, maybe if I did some more shading here, I did that and I dirtied this up on this model and I added like, you know, I do the bases the same. We'll see what difference that makes. I don't know. Um, see, I'd like to stop right now and just point out to anyone that's listening, this is the difference between me and Jace. Like, I just told you how I was like, yeah, this Orc Shaman's done enough. Whereas I don't think Jace ever finishes anything. Well, I mean... You just, you just put it aside and start working on something else. I, I don't I, think you're ever 100% happy. No, no, you get sick of things and then you stop working on them. Um, they, are, <laughs> they are done enough. That is exactly how it works, yes. Um, isn't that how everybody works? I just assumed. Uh, yeah, th- this is probably why there's such a vast difference in the the quality that you and I put out. <laughs> Carry on. My now, my now conundrum is I'm two models-ish into a four-model crew. So you've got to finish the other two. But how do I paint them given I have done completely different things on the first two? <laughs> do I do completely different things on the next two and yes. see see if I can somehow make them all look vaguely like they're from the same place? And if so, what things do I do? I don't know. Um yeah, I, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. It's just got existential. But anyway, um, what am I doing? Why am I here? So long story short is painted a little bit more snotlings, did a couple of elves. That's probably about all the hobby I've done. It's about, you know, a, a few nights in the grand scheme of things. I feel like I've had a few nights off and I've just fucked around for some others. But <laughs> I'm now stuck in the middle of this elf crew going, how the fuck do I finish them? And we will see. Just dive headfirst in and don't think too much. This is your problem. You think too much. Oh, I perhaps that doesn't sound right. <laughs> that doesn't sound right at all. Anywho, that'll do for me. I've rambled enough. Well, shall we talk about some games? So, we, did, we did game-ish. Yeah. It counts. So, it, it definitely counts. Um, I still have been working my way through Worms. So Worms Rumble has been taking up a bit of my time. It's it's an interesting game because, I mean, like I said earlier, it's basically COD Worms. And the more I play it, the better I get. Uh, I think the last game I just went 12-0, and 0, so 12 kills, no deaths, and like completely top scored. I'm nearly level 22. But it's an interesting game in that sometimes it can take up to an hour for me to find a game. So it's been kind of cool to have on, if I remember it's on, in the background while I'm painting. And then you know I'll hear a slight change in the music, look up and go, oh, shit, okay, I'm playing. <laughs> Nip off for 10 minutes while I play the game and then uh, come back and do some more painting while I wait for the next one. So it's been fun. I wish... I wish the, um, uh, the the matchmaking was a bit better, mm-hmm. but uh, I have enjoyed it. You, you, me, and Lethal still need to get on and, and have yeah, a game. I, I've played about three games, and in every single game, like, you wait an hour to, for it to match. It hasn't actually been that bad, but I I haven't got to the stage where I'm doing other stuff while it's matchmaking. So I'm waiting and I'm watching mm. that pot, and it ain't yeah. boiling. Um, <laughs> 
and then eventually I get matched and then I show up and because I've played all of about three games, somebody hoses the shit out of me and then I watch the rest of the game. <laughs> so there's been a lot of that. Um, and by a lot, three games worth, and then I haven't got around to it again. Um, are you playing Team Deathmatch or are you playing something else? Yes. Because if you're – are you respawning? I didn't think they were. No. Oh, see, that's, that's the issue. You've got to play Team Deathmatch because you go along, you shoot things for a while, somebody shoots you, you die, you respawn, come back in and do it all over again. That sounds much more fun. It is. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not one for these, you know, last man standing type games or whatever. So yeah, let's do that. But anyway, apart from that, uh, we did get together with Ollie from the Hobby Homies Discord and we had our first session of Black Crusade. And it was good. Was uh, we we still don't know what we're doing? No, that was probably the most obvious part of the whole thing. <laughs> we sort of fumbled uh, our way through and, a bit. And look, I had I had a bit of a chat to Ollie because he was in one of the um, hobby homies uh, hangouts, hobby mm-hmm. hangouts over Tuesday that they normally do. And look, that's the other thing I've been getting into a little bit, especially during lockdown, just to to keep up the extrovert in me is Hobby Homies have had a few of them. There's been a couple of Through the Dice ones that Rich has kind of hosted in his Discord. I think um, Meg hosted He has one. a Discord? Yeah, there's a, there's a t- uh, Through the Dice Discord. I did not know this. Carry on. Anyway, um, Meg's got one for Arcane Paintwork, so she's hosted a couple of, of kind of ha- hangouts. Um, so I've just been bouncing between like a floozy. Um painting in anyone's discord um and just talking talking shit so it, that that has been good but i was talking to to ollie in, in one of the hobby homies ones just saying it was great it was good fun but i feel like we kind of just follow the leaded a little bit mm-hmm. he, he just said and and you see this this door so we we go through the door um and that was about as as complex as our decision making process went and he called out he goes look yes but also it was a pretty straightforward session designed to give us an idea of how the mechanics of the game worked and to give him time to kind of explain, all right, now we're in a situation where you need to do a thing. This is how you do the thing. And this is how you, which dice you roll and what they mean and all that kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So it okay, was that's good. very much geared towards that. So I felt less bad about our ineptitude. <laughs> yeah. Well, at some point, surely we're going to get better. That's, Surely. I mean, what do we say at the very start of these things? <laughs> um, maybe not. Maybe not. I'm impressed that you're getting along to the, especially the Hobby Homies Discord things. I'm just not on Discord enough these days that I I usually log in at some point either on, late on a Tuesday or early Wednesday, not on purpose, but it just so happens to go, oh, yeah, there was a thing last night and see all the millions of chat things about it yeah i always forget it's on it's it's tuesdays i think is is basically and it's only because bernsey is insisting that they are there happen um and it's honestly i think the only reason i realize that they're on and happen is because at some point during the day 
because I'm working from home as well. I just need to stop looking at a screen. Mm-hmm. So I stop looking at my computer screen and pick up my and phone. Look at another screen. Yeah. Yep. Um, gotcha. I, I just Makes have, sense. have to not focus on work for a little bit. And it's like, all right, what, what can I do to, to entertain myself for five minutes? And it's scroll through Facebook or it's scroll through Discord and see what's changed. They're basically the options. Um, so sometimes it's Facebook and sometimes it's Discord and sometimes it's both when I really don't want to think about work. <laughs> um, so that is about the only reason I remember these things happen. But then I'm like, uh, most nights I try to sit down and paint anyway. So it's also a piece of, all right, what am I going to listen to while I'm painting? Um, and is there a, a YouTube you know, channel I'm, I'm currently burning through. Is there some stuff on Patreon I'm currently burning through? Is there someone on Twitch I, I want to follow for a bit? Um, or, you know, who's chatting in Discord? That's kind of been a, a semi-regular thing and there's been stuff on a lot of nights. Um, so it's kind of nice, been nice just to sort of connect with everybody. Um, but, yeah, the the good news with this one, how to chat to Ollie, basically not our fault. Okay, cool. Glad to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you're not jumping on, on, you should be streaming with me. I should be. I got really shitty with the the technical things that I wasn't happy with. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, things I need to do and or buy and or stuff. I got, so well, the webcam I got said it had autofocus. It doesn't autofocus and it made me angry. Um, and then I went, right, well, I've got other things here that I should be able to use as a webcam. Um, so one of those is a, uh, like a GoPro, but like a knockoff GoPro. Um, but unfortunately I've had that for a while and I'm reasonably sure it's unsupported by everything. So my USB port doesn't realize it's a camera. Um, and I can't find any firmware to update or, or anything to, tell it that it's a camera because it's a little bit older. Um, and then I went, but no one's heard of a Gropo. Yeah. It's that kind of, yeah. Um, and then the other one is I went, well, I've got an actual reasonably good like DSLR camera. And that's the thing that you could totally theoretically use. But after fuck knows how long of dicking around with it, Without kind of hacking the firmware on it, I can't get it to spit out a clean HDMI signal. It's got like all the bits around the, um, when you look through the viewfinder and it tells you what the f-stop is and the this is and all that shit I don't actually understand. And it's got like a little, little focus box in the middle of it and stuff like that. It spits all that out. So I spent a bunch of time trying to get both of these things to work and neither did. And then I got, shitty at life and <laughs> need to go back and just probably buy the second webcam. But that's where I got to. No, and that's enough. why I haven't been doing it. Um, also, my wife got a little bit obsessed with some shit that is not available on free to air TV. So is only available on the laptop. Mm-hmm. And so she stole that for a bunch of nights. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you know, I try and get, I'm painting most nights and if I feel like I'm going to be there for a little while, I have been jumping on, on Twitch and streaming a bit, but um, it has been a while since we've done one together. Yes. Yeah. I should fix that. Anyway, we're getting totally distracted. Anywho, back to playing <laughs> games, back to Black back to Crusade. 
We are a noise marine and a wannabe samurai. Sounds about right. Yep. Who, uh, I mean, we, we're, we're getting the hang of the, the role-playing of the fairly you know, obvious. Two-dimensional, one-dimensional. Uh, no. Like, dimensional. Uh, not, not hatred, but just... Um, disgust we have for each other it's, as characters yeah and it's i feel like it's trying to find a balance between progressing the session and not getting hung up on just heckling each other mm-hmm. um and but also the fact that because it's currently just the two of us so hopefully that changes very soon um yeah. like it's very easy to get hung up on the heckling um which we kind of did in our first session yeah so we'll see how we'll see how that plays out. Well, hopefully we'll find a bit of a balance and maybe another couple of couple of hangers on to to lighten that load a little bit. Give us someone else to <laughs> to heckle to heckle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, we we met up. We got sort of roped in by some chaos general to no no. We got roped in by the eye. Yeah. Somebody serving a creature called the Eye who wanted us to go to a Cow's General and join his fight, but also find this book as we were doing that and get the book back to him. And it's, it's all very shady and double-crossing from the sounds of it, which is good. Yep, on board. Yeah. Uh, we met up with this general. We uh, – no, before we met up with the general – we uh, we were wandering to the general, and we had a couple of guys come across us. Four guys. You being the uh, sort of bloodthirsty person that you are, took a swing at one of them while he was in mid sentence. I mean, admittedly, they were harassing us, and it was gonna I, always gonna end in a fight anyway. It was ending in a fight, and I'm just like, let let's not. Let's not beat around the bush here. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, it would have been infinitely cooler if he had been chatting and I had just, you know, blown his head off and, you know, he could didn't finish his sentence, but I didn't roll that way. And It was a swing and a miss. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm hanging back. I, I, I hung back a little bit because I'm more the, the shooty sniper type guy. Uh, and then, you know, so Ollie gave me a couple of options. I'm like, well, let's go for this one. And multi-shot, that sounds fun. Sure, I've got negatives to hit, but, you know, if I roll under, I don't know what it was, under 48 or something, 40-something on a D100, it was, you know, reasonable chance. Then I'd hit, and if I rolled really less than that, I'd hit a bunch of times. So I thought, let's go for this. Let's try and hit him as many times as possible. And rolled an eight, which, you know, in any other game, a low number is a bad thing, but this is a good thing. It's kind of like golf. Uh, So my first attack scored four hits on this guy, blew him into pieces. And then that was me spent for the rest of the session, I think, (laughs) because I pretty much failed to do anything more. You uh, took a couple of swipes. At, uh, you had two guys on you, and I had a guy running towards me. I took pot shots at him. Didn't do too much damage. Eventually, you finished off your guys, came up, hit my guy. He ran away. I had a shot at his back, which I needed 
um, a 74 or less on a D100 to hit him in the back and uh, get some sort of credibility back. And I rolled a 75. So, yay, go me. But my four hits at the start were fucking they were, impressive. They were amazing. Um, and what what became fun during that, like, one little confrontation between us was, like, I feel like the heckling escalated at that point in time. Like, oh, yeah. we, we were kind of filing, <laughs> if, you know, finding our feet in the first little bit and we're kind of going, all right, what's the storyline? What have we got to do? How does this work? And all that kind of fun. And we were kind of just starting to rip on each other a little bit. And then these guys came up and you were just like, oh, look what I can do and just mowed some <laughs> dude down. And so then all of my decisions from that point onwards were very much flavoured with the which looks the most impressive if this works. <laughs> and some of yours did. And, and I mean, there was one bit there. So, um, you know, there's some, one of these dudes has got this giant two-handed sword thing that is swinging at me. And I'm like, right, well, it's more likely that I'm just going to hit him in the chest if I go for center mass. But no, let's not do that. Let's load up and see if we can just lop his arms off at the wrists and just leave him there bleeding because that will look cooler. Um, so, What use is a double-handed sword if you haven't got hands? Yeah, this is this is where I'm at. So it was that kind of fun all of, that we were just like, right, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm almost getting flashbacks to, to Lord of the Rings with, you know, the, the Gimli Legolas body count yes. kind of thing going on. <laughs> you know, it still counts as one. Um, well, you were, it was pretty much, that was the only fight, wasn't it? That Yeah, that was the only yeah. sort of. So uh, you're ahead three to one. Whatever. I'm just going to write that down. Yeah, you can keep note. I, it's, it's burned in my brain. Good. Um. Next session. Next session, hopefully, maybe this week, um, yes. we can work on changing it around. Yes. But, I mean, the, the interesting piece will be, so for, for anyone who follows, the ones who's interested in following the story, long story short is we get summoned to this weird temple thing. Some random semi-demon thing said, go help this guy win a war, or, and while you're at it, get me a book. So we rock up to this this general's camp. We say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna win you this war." Also, we're not gonna tell you, but we need a book. Um, and he basically the the premise is there is a city nearby, and they're besieged. So currently, the guys we're helping are besieging a city. The city has sent for help. And so they've sent to you know to to this neighbouring city to have for help, and we have to go there and persuade them that they should help the besieging city, or the the besiegers, not the besiegees, um, help them, help us, not them, besiegees, or, or find yeah, because they're staying alive. Oh dear. So, I mean, long story short is we have to go and through, you know, cunning guile or persuasion, convince the, this, this neighboring city that they should help us, not them, or find the person arguing for the opposition and lop his head off. Um, they're the options as I, they're the options as I see it anyway. Um, 
so we've shown up at the city. We found a big old house, temple, castle thing at the middle of that city. Pyramid. We, we walked up those stairs and we knocked on the door because that is the level of subtle we are going for right now. <laughs> yeah, I really, I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, how the fuck are we going to do this? Like, do we try and, you know, stop this guy on his way to the meeting? How do we know who he is? Blah, 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 blah. And, and after all that, we're like, oh, fuck it, let's just go up the stairs. I was doing the same thing. I'm like, we, we, we've shown up at this city and I'm like, right, so we've got to be smart about this. Like we need to find out who it is and where they're going to be and how it's going to do it and what's going on and get some sort of recon going on. I don't know how to do any of that. Let's just go up and knock on the door. <laughs> and so we did. And the pyramid was full of bright colours and people doing drugs and all sorts of, you know, things like that. And as a noise marine, this not only made me very happy because that's all the sort of things that my character will want to do, but also seem to give us free entry in the first place. All right. It's like it was planned that way. I know. Uh, you can't write these things. Oh, you can, but... But, yeah, so we're up in a pyramid, ready for the next session, which is, yeah, hopefully be this week. And, look, just while we're talking about it, shout-out to Ollie, because he's obviously does a shitload of work in organizing these, plotting the stories, guiding us through, and is an absolute gentleman doing so. Yeah, he's putting up with our shit. Like I know, God, and that's that says a lot. Anyway. Why don't you just stop and reflect on what it would be like to try and, you know, games master, dungeon master, whatever you want to call it, an RPG with these two dickheads as your characters. Yeah, I've got. I've just had a flashback, a memory flashback of um, 18, getting my mum to pick me up from a party and an f- f- acquaintance in the back uh, and then having to pull over for him numerous times so he could throw up from all the beer he'd had. Uh, and just, you know, the the memory that I have of putting up with him is kind of what I feel Ollie probably feels with us. Just yep. absolute yeah, it's, disgust. It's, it's that, it's that, you know, as you're holding the hair back. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was not holding hair back. I was like, fucking hurry up. Are you coming? Are you, have you finished? Are you getting back in the car or do I leave you here? Hang on. Alrighty. And on that... On that note, let's take a break. Let's take a break and come back and talk about some other stuff. Other stuff.
and I've hit go. Let's do a thing. Okay. Deja vu. I know, right? <laughs> no uh, one else gets right. this, but anyway. We, it, uh, no one else gets any of our inside jokes. No. This whole thing is an inside joke, I think. Um, shall we now, let's move on. Let's talk about what's on around the traps. Uh, this is our usual format so uh you know we talk about our hobby update we talk about a gaming update which is not very much because of lockdown and then we talk about what's on so what is on we've got with any luck lockdown is finishing this week for us touch wood hopefully because uh, with any luck throw the dice will be reopening and um, if that's the case, the next Saturday will be a big one for me. I'm really, really itching for it. I want to get out there. I want to play with these vampires. I want to play some Underworlds, have a bit of fun. Just want to see, see the new space. Oh, I, I, I want to see it. I watched the live thing that they did earlier this week. I watched that today. And um, just the room that they were in just looked so cool. So I'm itching to get there. Uh, they've also got, uh, Throw the Dices, still organising Winter Wipeout. So if you are interested, if you want to get along to Winter Wipeout, you've got till the end of the month to get tickets. Um, tickets are filling up, I think. I don't know if 40K might be full. 40K will be close to. Yeah. They know they know how to buy tickets there in the 40Ks leagues. The rest yeah. of you guys take note. Um, <laughs> do that. Um, yes. But Infinity's still got some spaces. Uh, Lord of the Rings, I assume, has got some spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the three of them. I think. Yeah. Age of Sigma people did not buy tickets, so there is no Age of Sigma. And what have we learned from this, people? Buy the fucking tickets. Buy tickets. Anyway. Support support your local and I mean, that's tournament other, store. Well, I mean, that's the other thing, like... Firstly, opportunity to play games in this environment at the moment, just take it, right? Yes. Um, because, fuck, we might get locked down again and then you'll be bitching about not being able to play games. So just what go to mean fucking mice. Like, it's going to happen. Like, we, we've it's, got the rest of the year. No, they've got to deal, do something with this vaccine rollout just so we don't have to deal with this shit anymore. But anyway, um, but yes, long story short is, a chance to play games that you've been bitching about not being playing games for the however long. So show up to these things. And the other one is just like these places, uh, like stores like this, putting on events. These are the guys that have been hurting. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, for this whole fucking thing. Like just They're an doing anything. They're yeah. doing anything they can to, to I don't, you know, keep afloat seems extreme, but you know, it's not at the off. end of the day, it's a business. They, they've got to make money. Otherwise, they're not going to be here. So, I mean, I know that, you know, for example, Rich has been doing um, deliveries. Like if you're in the local area, then he is driving out and, and delivering the products that you order, um, which is how I'm going to get those ogres tomorrow, <laughs> um, which is really kind of him. But it's something, you know, not necessarily yet he should be doing. It's just a result of the times that we live in at the moment. Yeah. Um, so anyway, can recommend Winter Wipeout. Mm-hmm. If you want to play any of those games and you are... Or if you want to watch. Any level. Otherwise, yeah, get along. Um, you know, there'll be, it'll be a, a fun day regardless of whether you're playing, spectating, or just, you know, showing up to the heckle. Um, That'll be me. Yeah. <laughs> 
other stuff that is going on around the traps. The Hobby Homies winter paint comp is still in full swing. Yep. Um, that is, you know, pick a model, paint it with some winter colours. That's that's about all of the, the criteria. Um, what are the colours? White, grey and blue Pretty from much. memory, I think. Have you, have you chosen a model? I sort of. Sort of. <laughs> Fair enough. I know the model I want to paint for it, but that model terrifies me. So uh, yes, 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 yeah, of course. Just do it. Now I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Just, um, just do it. <sighs> just say you're going to do it, and then that'll force you to do it. Have you met me? It, it means that'll that I force need, you to do some of it. It means I need to start <laughs> it. Yeah, and then anyhow. Um, so. See, I should. Anyway, um, so that is that is going till winter is done, um, and then a couple of other things that I wanted to flag going on. The Target Acquired guys have got two events in October. That is how busy they are. Yes, um, you might have heard us talking about them on the last episode. Yeah, we went to one of their events. Turns out they're pretty good. Go to more. Um, so the the forty the the forty k one that they're running, law abiding citizens, is disappointingly full, but you can get on the wait list um, if somebody drops out. But the I was chatting to Dave about this the other day, and the super cool thing with law abiding citizens as an event is they've pushed a real um, kind of they want to push it really fluffy, right? They, they, it's not a super serious, super you know go in go hard event. So what they have done is they've said the, when you sign up, you nominate which army and which mm-hmm. sub-faction and stuff you want to run, and then no one else can use that. Ooh. Ooh, I like that idea. So if you are the first person to sign up, and I guarantee you Matty Edwards was the first person to sign up and he said, I'm playing Space Wolves. No one else can play Space Wolves. Um, I've seen, I've seen the player list and there's, you know, there's sub faction. So, you know, some people are saying I'm playing Tyranids, but I'm playing Hide Fleet fucking somebody and someone's, Kraken. yeah. Uh, so somebody's playing what's Kraken and somebody else is playing something else. So you can, you don't necessarily, you're not stopped from playing that army. Um, but it means you are the only one that, that can play that sub faction. Um, the other thing that they have spent fuck knows how much time doing um, is going through and saying, if you're playing this sub faction, then here is some additional restrictions to your list building. You can't just power game oh, the geez. shit out of it. Okay. Um, and so that it's takes a hell of a lot of effort. So much. I know heard they were doing that. And they're basically, look, they're not considering balance per se. They are going, what is, what I'm makes fun. this faction, this faction? What is, what is kind of the quintessentials? And let's make sure they represent. Um, so, yeah, I, look, I haven't gone through all the, the restrictions and stuff because I didn't care that much. But as a concept, I love it. That's really cool. Um, I do not know that, and I am much happier in knowing that. Yeah. Because that sounds cool. Um, so that is Law Abiding Citizens. There will be spaces hopefully show up because somebody will drop out. So chase that one. And then the other one is Road to Terror, which is their 30K event. Um, 
on the 23rd and 24th of October, of which I still think there are spaces available. Mm-hmm. So if you are into the historical wargaming of the fictional sense, um, <laughs> it's, it's like 40K, but in the past, but it's still in the future, but it's in the past of the future. Yeah, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far, anyway, um, <laughs> but still in the future. Um, so, you know, they're, they're, pumping out events they're they're putting so much work into this stuff and they're putting so much work into you know building new tables and making custom missions and just making sweet ass events so can fully recommend those guys um and if you're into either of those games um or again you just want to go and have a gander can recommend and the intriguing thought with with 30k is from from the sounds of it from all you know rumor control um this is something that GW is probably taking over from Forge World so it will be a mainstay a game yes. that you can pick up in a Warhammer store so if you're i mean hell no whatever we we don't know if it'll happen by October or not but it's definitely something that for for those regular players or somebody that wants something a little bit different. But not having to rely on, on Forge World to, yes. to support, step one. Um, I mean, the flip side is is there there are 30K players and 30K players, right? If mm-hmm. you want to play a game of 30K, you're super keen on, on giving it a go and you don't have the exact right mark of power armor, I'm reasonably sure Lockie and Dave will be okay with that. Um, so, you know, that's probably not it the issue there but there's some super cool stuff out there um and if it does get mainstay g-dub support that there's a lot Mm. of potential um yeah we've seen the standard internet both rage and excitement at that prospect (laughs) it's great um the only other one i wanted to call out only because i'm a little bit excited about it personally is there is a Blood Bowl painting competition. Um, you mentioned this the other day. Yes. I don't know anything about it. So I only found out about it because I'm in some, what's this Facebook group that I'm in? Uh, it's literally called Blood Bowl Painting Community. Um, okay. There you go. Um, and it showed up in my feed and I'm like, oh, what is this? I'm interested because I like painting competitions and I like Blood Bowl. Um, and I cannot lie. So it's it's very much, you know, reasonably freeform in that you paint some models, you throw them into the, the competition folder or, or tag yourself on in social media with the, the little hashtag thing. Um, but they've got categories for a whole bunch of um, – they've got uh, a website, uh, com. So – you can actually find all that stuff on there. Um, and they're doing awards for things like best team, best single miniature, uh, best big guy, best star player, best green skin. There's a black orc down award. Um, and then they've got one called the dead set legend. And this is the one that I got a little bit excited about. So there is one of the Imperial nobility retainers. Mm-hmm with being the little dude with that little pipe out his mouth. Um, I do like that model. They basically said that is the the single model that is 
um, to be painted for their Dead Set Legends category. So you, you can choose to enter that. You can choose to just enter any of the other categories. Um, so immediately when I saw that, because I love restrictions on painting competitions, they're my favorite <laughs> thing ever. Um, it makes me think less and I love it. Um, I messaged, uh, our blood bowl league chat and said, Hey, does anybody have a spare one? Cause I have one, but I want to use him for something else. <laughs> and James literally went, yeah, I've got one. I'll drop him around. Um, so he's now sitting on my desk. Excellent. Good um, James. I know, absolute champion. And I'm like, what do you want? Do you want money? Do you want, you know, sexual favors? He's like, nah, it's cool. I'll just throw him in your letterbox. So he threw him in my letterbox and I got him in my letterbox and it was a contactless delivery of the best (laughs) kind. Um, So there is a judging panel. There are awards. There is, you know, a whole lot going on. Um, And I just think it's cool. So that one is running until the 6th of September. Mm-hmm. So six weeks, okay. basically. Intriguing. I've just applied to uh, to join the uh, Facebook group. I had to name three star players, and that took me a lot longer than it should have. But anyway. Uh, no, that sounds intriguing. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Call, color me intrigued. Uh, all right. Um, oh, look, you just submit entries on the website. I'm just looking at it now. Anyway, I will stop <laughs> doing that and I will get back to the point. So that was that was the last thing I wanted to, to call out only because I got excited. But now I'm wondering whether I can paint this retainer in white, grey and, and blue <laughs> and double dip. It seems cheeky. I know. <laughs> I'm sure there's a paint colour missing in that too. Um. Anyway, so last thing about what's on is we've been going for a while now. We've been going, we've had our one-year anniversary. We did a painting competition last year, which we had a lot of fun with. And we got a, a lot of entries, which we're really, really proud of. And really, hats off to everybody that entered the last competition. We loved every single one of yours. And I hope that, you know, in our, our little episode where we went through each and every one that we we did you guys justice. But we won't Doubtful. do that again. Look, it was fun. And we have been talking about it between ourselves for the last little bit, going, we should do something else, and then forgetting about it and then going, we should do something like that again. And that <laughs> conversation has legitimately happened I don't know how many times. And then over, we've been like, over the last couple of episodes, definitely. And then you know, the, the second half of that conversation is what are we gonna do? We can't just do the same thing, that'd be boring. But we also want to make it kind of something that everyone could get involved in. Um because We'd of, like to restrict, but not restrict too much. Yeah, it's like, all right, we need to create some boundaries, but what boundaries are going to let people still play? So, yeah, there were there were numerous ideas which got thrown around, and um, some of which I liked, some of which I liked more. Uh, but I think I think we've hit the nail on the head, and I think we've come to a decision that is very. TCG focus in the spirit of the cast. It totally is. It's it really embiggens 
the what we're about. I just I love the fact that you put in Biggins. This is a momentary flash. I'm like, oh crap! I've got to say in Biggins because how often do I get to use that word? <laughs> anyway, so we don't want to restrict you too much. We're going to say you can enter anything you want: single model, yeah. multiple models. Doesn't matter on on scale, Scale, game system, whatever. Like, I don't care if it's historical. I don't care if it's fantasy. I don't care if it's sci-fi. I don't care if it's pulp. I don't care if it's it's hand sculpted, digitally sculpted. Uh, You know, do do what you want. Yeah. We're all about giving you the options. And we don't want to restrict you too much, but we want to give it a little spin as well. So what we're saying is that somewhere on your model or models, you have to give us what we want. And what we want... What we really, really want... Is a Zika Zika. No, is pink. Pink, I mean, anyone that knows me knows that my answer for everything, if anybody asks a an opinion on a model, I'll say it needs more pink. It's often not helpful. Um, it's more, more often than not, it's not helpful. <laughs> um, but pink is, is, I don't know, there's just something about pink on a model that, and I think it goes, it's, my, my fascination with pink goes back to two areas so back in the old days when i used to play rainbow six vegas online and there was if you built up your character long enough you could get this awesome amazing looking pink camo and so as soon as we got that we all decked ourselves out in pink camo and what happened was anyone that jumped into the room to play with us and saw us all decked out in pink and instantly jumped out of the room. They were the people we did not want to play with. And it was perfect. It was like a like a little, you know. Censorship. But... Exactly. It was like it got rid of the shitheads before they became shitheads. Uh, and same thing happened with a friend of mine, Jace. Um, he was playing EverQuest 1, and in EverQuest 1 you could dye your armor different colors. And so he played this, this warrior tank with pink armor and he said the same thing he just got rid of the shitheads before they even gave themselves away and so i think my fascination with pink goes back to there i actually i i have a very similar kind of historical uh, attraction to it in that so uh, way back in the day i used to kickbox a fair bit mm-hmm. and Kickboxing, boxing gyms, that kind of place is, it's a testosterone filled house of often dickheadery. Um, and I decided that I wasn't willing to play in this game. And not only was I not willing to play in this ego filled testicular pissing contest, but I was going to make it very clear. Um, and either I wasn't going to play or I was going to make people feel silly about themselves. So I basically purchased a number of pairs of bright pink 
kickboxing shorts, made sure that my hand wraps were pink and that it was very obvious that, you know, it was me. (laughs) And you would have this kind of macho culture in a gym and I would rock up like this and just put up with the heckles and the the giggles and things like that. And, you know, it it comes to a point where you kind of have to let, you know, you you can't just talk in a boxing gym. They're not there to knit. It's a good thing. Um, And even to the point when, you know, I I did take a couple of fights, um, you know, professionally, um, even those I'm showing up, we're we're walking down, like the guy who was facing me across the ring is seeing fluorescent pink. Um, (laughs) And he's hopefully not exactly sure what to do with that knowledge. Um, so it look it was it was super fun. I I still train pretty casually and I still make an effort to bust him out, but the place I'm training now is is actually really chilled and kind of cool about it and sell their own branded pink shorts, which I'm totally on board with. Um so yeah, I just I really I really enjoy the fact that it has this stigma in certain places. Um but also super fun color. Yes, like just, absolutely. Just to paint with, like it's, and we are not saying by any stretch of the imagination that you need to paint a pink model. Like we're no. not saying it needs to be a pink model. We're also not looking for the brightest pink, the the hottest pink, the most vibrant pink. Um, you know, there is a whole spectrum of pink that you could you could talk to. Um, and it doesn't have to be the whole model. Like you could just put no. someone that makes sense. You could, you know, there's let your creativity dictate there. So that is, that is basically the crux of it, right? Mm-hmm. Pick a model or models that you would like to paint, um, paint them, include somewhere on there, some level of pink, whether that be fluorescent pastel, somewhere in between, um, you know, a, a more magenta. Um, what it, whatever tickles your little pickle. Um, and, and just be creative. We're, we're looking for creative pink, not looking for excessive. We're looking for creative. And look, we're not um, you know, gender biased here. Men, women, whoever wants to get involved, we want to see your pink bits. So get on, we'll, we'll create a little event for it. Chuck a picture of the, the model pre-paint. And then when you finish, chuck another picture up. Yeah. Avec pink. If you want to put more up, I don't care if you want to show us progress or whatnot. I, I'm super cool. So mm-hmm. look, let's just to be super clear about how this is going to run. We will create a, a Facebook event for it. So Let's try and keep all the all the official picks in there. Um, we will be looking for the most creative, impressive, amazing use of pink. Um, we don't know, so can't disclose exactly how that will be judged, but we will judge it. Um, we're looking for everyone to have final pitches in by 11.59pm, September 30. So you've got... What's the end of July now? So you're talking two yeah. months. You got you got shit tons of time. Plenty of time. Um, Get creative. Have a think. 
and um, join us on this little adventure because, like, like I said, we had so much fun with the last one and um, just seeing the variety of things that people were painting. and I mean, we, we haven't restricted ourselves too much in this podcast. We, we've talked about many, many games, some games more than others, um, but many, many games, and we would like to see the same sort of variety in the in the entrance. I'm looking around at the moment, trying to work out what the hell I'm going to do, to be perfectly honest. Because, you know, whilst we won't be eligible for awards, I think it's only fair and right that we both do something for it. Um, Absolutely. And I am honestly not sure of scale, style, thing. Like, I have no idea what I'm going to do yet. I do. (gasps) I I have ogres coming tomorrow. Of course. So there are, I don't, I mean, I, uh, the, the snotlings can probably be part of it, but uh, there are four ogres in that box. Those ogres will have uh, some degree of pink on them. And I'm hoping that I can somehow work out how to use this bright fluorescent pink. Um, what, are the, what are these called? What kind of bottles are these? Dropper. Dropper bottle. That's it. I'm so used to the Citadel. Most of my stuff is Citadels. Um, I have this FX Fluo, Fluo um, acid pink color, which so far I have only used to paint the inside of my wet palette. Um, so I'm hoping to use that and actually do some proper painting with it. So that's my my dedication right now is that... Uh, by the end of this, I'll have, at the very least, four ogres with some degree of pink. Literally to my left is a whole bunch of paints I just have on my table because I've been using them. There is both a Game Air Squid Pink and a Model Clara Color Fluoro Magenta right here. Like, I don't <laughs> even need to move from where I'm sitting to get started. This is the best. Um, so what are you waiting for? I don't know what I'm going to paint yet, or at least half paint before I move on to another project. Um, <laughs> but that's it. Yeah, that's... we want we wanted to to have a bit of fun with you guys, get uh, get some involvement going, and um, there will be, like Jay said, there will be judging involved. Uh, the flip side to that coin is that there will be prizes involved. Yeah, we're going to come up with some cool reasons to give prizes away. And some cool shit we can give away. So we'll, we'll work on that in the next little bit. Um, and I am, yeah, super pumped to see hopefully what people come up with, what they what they enter, what they do. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just, as it, I don't care what you paint. Just paint a pink, throw a picture in. That's it. Give us some pink. Let us judge your pink bits. Yeah. This is going to be the pinkening. <laughs> the pinkening there you go you got a you've got a title for the cast already um i was gonna just kind of call it judging pink bits but you know oh well that works too <laughs> um, is that clickbaity i don't know um yeah that's worth a shot um but yeah that's that's where we'll leave you with that thought festering around in your head um Please do join us on this this little adventure. It's going to be a bit of fun, and we'll, like I said, we'll we'll throw some some prizes, and those prizes are not going to be, uh, you know, not not always going to be best painted. They're going to be 
your most creative. Like we'll come up with with ideas for prizes that are not dedicated completely around who's the best painter. No, most phallic. Um, you know, <laughs> you see where I'm at. We'll come up with some good. Like I, I, I'm really surprised going back an episode to the. Um, town open where you were surprised that I was the one that came up with that, you know, extra point for gratuitous pink. Um, and I fucking wore my pink TCG t-shirt too. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, Still that, pisses me off. that was, that was kind of where uh, this, this kind of, the whole topic cemented itself for me. I'm like, that's the competition <laughs> we need to do. Um, is it's now, it's now become, I think it's a thing. Anywho, um, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to paint something. Maybe to completion. Ooh, ooh, sounds good. Oh, I know, right? It's about time I did something to completion. Yes. <laughs> no, leaving it. All right. Not going there. Um, that's pretty much it from us, I think. Um, yeah, give us a follow if you haven't already on Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, Twitch, iTunes, wherever you get this, wherever you're listening to. Follow us there. Give us a bit of a uh, helping hand that way. Um Leave us a review and comments, any comments that you want to give us, um, especially around pink. <laughs> uh, we have merch, wear us as a hat. We also want to, um, as always, thank the current sponsors on, on Twitch. So, of course, uh, a couple of nights a week I'm getting on and just doing some painting or playing a couple of games, um, just promoting the a bit of chat, especially about the podcast, but just, you know, general chat as well, which has been fun. Uh, and if you want to support us, you can, by all means, you can uh, give us a follow there, subscribe. If you are an Amazon Prime uh, member, then you get a free monthly subscription as part of your Prime package anyway. Do I? So, certainly do. So you can always chuck that our way if you are so inclined. Um, but thank you to current uh, sponsors, Alice, James, George, and Sarah. It's much, much, much appreciated. Um, and those four have been with us since day one with that, which has been great. So thank you very much, guys. Dead set legends. Damn straight. On that note, we will leave you with thoughts of pink in your head. Thank you for listening. Laters. Pink bits. The last casual gaming The last casual gaming The last casual gaming